Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. And we return to our American stories. And up next, you're going to hear from Connecticut Shorty. And yes, you heard it right. That's the name she goes by. And she also happens to be on the board of the Hobo Museum. And you heard that right, too. The Hobo Museum. And she is here to share the stories of the history of the American hobo. Betty Moylan is my given name. My hobo name is Connecticut Shorty. Hobo names usually are given to you by someone, another hobo usually. But some people will pick their nickname they had when they were a kid or a nickname somebody gave them along the way. My hobo name, Connecticut Shorty, 
came from an old-time steam air hobo named Steam Train Mari Graham. A steam air hobo is a hobo that rode steam trains, and he gave me my name in Logansport, Indiana in 1992 at a railroad festival. He decided that should be my name, so that's my name. Prior to that, I had a hobo name. It was Twinkle Toes, because I was kind of a dancer, you know. <laughs> so my sister's hobo name is New York Maggie. I gave her that name because although we were both raised in Connecticut, she raised her family in Rochester, New York. She left when she was fairly young, so I gave her the name New York Maggie. My brother is very thin, so his hobo name is Slim Tim. Redbird Express, he picked up his name because he was a truck driver. You know, when he was driving the truck, they called him Redbird Express, so he kept that as his hobo name. Connecticut Tootsie, her father used to give uh, Tootsie Pops to the kids in his shoemaking store. So she took the name Connecticut Tootsie in honor of her father. Slow Motion Shorty was an old-time steam air hobo. He had him hit by a car a couple of times walking along roads and he moved pretty slow. Of course, he had had a lot of injuries. So the hobos called him Slow Motion Shorty. Oh, Hard Rock Kid, he got his name. He was a hard rock miner out in the West. He liked to mine those minerals and stuff. So he, he got the hobo name Hard Rock Kid. So they come from a variety of places, different names. They're kind of fun. A lot of people mix up the American hobo. I say American hobo because it's really only an American phenomenon, this hobo person that rode trains. A lot of people mix up the hobo with the homeless or the, the local people that, you know, hang around towns and beg and stuff. So classically, the hobo worked and wandered and they were homeless by choice. Some of them had homes. They could go home if they wanted to. You know, a lot of them had families and homes or a relative would take them in, but they didn't want that. They loved to be out American wandering. They didn't want to have a home. It sort of gave them uh, claustrophobia or something. They had to be outside. A uh, classic example is my father. Now, he married my mother in the 1940s and he had hoboed before he met my mother. So he tried very hard to settle down. He, he had three children, there's three of us, and uh, he did his best, but he, there was a lot of problems in the marriage because he was restless. Sometimes he'd leave and disappear for three or four days. And then eventually the marriage ended and he left. So we were raised by our mother and he went back to hobo and he worked and wandered his whole life. He just rode trains and wandered around America and worked. So it's, uh, there's all kinds of stories connected with hobos having to, it, I guess you can't explain it to a person that doesn't have it. It's, it's called the wanderlust where you just can't stay there. You can't settle down into a, a home and a normal kind of life, what we call normal. But to a hobo, a normal life was wandering around and uh, picking up odd jobs to make enough money to keep going and just to see what's going on all over the country. So the classic definition of a hobo is they wander and work and work to wander because they don't mind working and they'll take a variety of jobs, but they get restless after usually just a couple of months tops and they just got to get on the road and see what's going on down the tracks basically. So they leave the job, short-term jobs. They started pretty much after the Civil War. Uh, a lot of the veterans, of course, didn't want to go home or they couldn't go home depending on their personal circumstances. And they had been, you know, a lot of them wandering around, you know, fighting, of course, for uh, five years or so. So they started following the railroad, working for the railroad, and just wandering and working. But they'd do anything. They'd paint, they'd wash dishes in restaurants. They took all kinds of jobs just to stay for a short term. Some of them worked in lumber camps, like that Hard Rock Kid. He'd work in mines. 
They worked a lot of the migrant farm work, but they really helped develop the country because the farmers needed the help. It wasn't the modern generation where machines can do so much today. It was all manual labor and stuff, so they were happy to have this big work crew of people show up seasonally, most of them, like they pick apples in Oregon. At New York State had apples. The hobos would go to New York State to pick apples and cherries and stuff. So they were all over the place. And they'd hold up in camps that were called hobo jungles. This is where they'd gather and meet each other and cook what they call hobo stew, just a pot of water and all kinds of vegetables and stuff. And if they had meat, they'd throw that in, but it filled up a lot of people. That's the reason they cooked that, because it would fill up a whole camp of people. They share stories, they talk about where the jobs were. Some of them would play music. Now the Woody Guthrie hobo, he carried a guitar, but very few people carried a guitar. Most of them actually played the harmonica, the ones that played an instrument because they could just slip that in a pocket or a little bag or something, you know, because when you're getting on trains, you can't be carrying all this big stuff like guitars. And actually they never even carried walking sticks on trains. They were in the way when you're trying to, you know, jump on trains. Most of them would get on off trains when they were moving. They may pick up a walking stick and carry it around the town or something, you know, for things that might try to hurt them. So historically, it came down as fact that this is what the hobos did, but they weren't really riding trains with a walking stick. Some of that stuff becomes folklore. Most of them carried what we would call a bindle or a bag slung over their shoulder. It was more practical. Some of the hobos would dry their socks hanging them on trees and sticks and stuff. One time, this old timer had a cane now, so he was drying his socks on his walking stick. The hobos were originally meeting in the Chicago area. It wasn't really the city of Chicago. It was a lot of the surrounding smaller towns prior to 1900. About 1899, word had come to Brit that the hobos were unhappy meeting in the Chicago area. Police were hassling them in this and that, and they wanted to go somewhere else. So these business people in Brit, Iowa, there was three or four main business people. They decided, well, why don't we invite the hobos to come to Brit and this will give us, you know, national recognition as a city. It was a railroad town and, you know, it'll have tourists come and spend money and this will be a good thing for us. So they got a hold of one of the hobos. He was the grand head pipe of these hobos that were meeting in the Chicago area. His name was Charles Noe and the Grand Head Pipe was the spokesperson for the hobos and the chief negotiator. So he came to Britain in 1899 and met with these business people and they did the negotiations for him to start spreading the word for the hobos to come and have their convention there. And probably the biggest reason that got him interested in having the hobos come to Brit was they promised him that the hobos could have all the free German suds that they wanted. A type of free beer. So this was a really big ticket item for these hobos. So they all agreed to come and then 1900 was going to be the first convention held in Brit. And they came, most of them came by trains. Of course, there was all kinds of trains back in those days. And there was notoriety all over the country, papers oh, out in California, uh, Illinois, all over the country carried this first annual convention. Well, they didn't call it an annual convention, this hobo convention going to be held in Brit. And then that was pretty successful. So then after that, Brit started inviting the hobos. They just started coming back every year. And we still have an annual convention today. The hobo community people come into Brit. I wouldn't classify them as classic American hobos anymore, but a lot of heavy duty rail riders still come in. And we sit and we have a meeting and 
In the old days, they would talk about, of course, where jobs were and uh, what's going on around the town or something. Now we pretty much talk about our community, what we need to do in the jungle maybe to make it better, and if there's any issues in the town, we try to resolve them, things like that. But we still actually have an annual Hobo Convention meeting in the city of Britt every year. And you're listening to Connecticut Shorty tell the story of the American hobo. By the way, when she says Brit, she's talking about Brit, Iowa. That's where the hobo convention is held each year. And hobos, well, they want to distinguish themselves from homeless people. This is their lifestyle. This is how they choose to live, work and wander, Connecticut Shorty said. And indeed, her father, well, he worked and he wandered, and then he kept wandering. But she didn't resent him for it. Clearly, she's chronicling the hobo life. And when we come back, more from Connecticut Shorty of the Hobo Museum here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. And we continue with Our American Stories and to Connecticut Shorty on the history of the American hobo. She had just told us of the long-standing tradition called the Hobo Convention that takes place each year in Brit, Iowa. Let's return to Connecticut Shorty. Originally, the Hobo Convention was run by those business people that I mentioned. And the early hobos, they had some sack races and games and things they did. But now, currently, it's a wonderful event. It's more of a family event. It's the second full weekend in August every year. That's been consistent for over 30 years that I've been going. We have a hobo jungle there. The hobo jungle is really a camp. Now, the old-time hobo jungle was where the hobos came to meet each other when they got off the rails, and they'd gather over by the railroad station in town and they'd be around the town in the daytime talking to the tourists and stuff, but then at night they'd go to their own hobo jungle. The people really didn't go over and bother them too much, probably were a little afraid of them, of course. But today it's more of a family event. People come into the hobo jungle, talk to the hobos, you know, have them sign autographs, take pictures of them. They bring their kids down to meet them. So it's changed over the years, but it's still considered a hobo jungle because that's where we all are and where our campfire is and you know where many of us are sleeping <laughs> so and then this is one of the reasons the hobos came to Brit for so many years and we still go to Brit. We have a memorial service in the hobo cemetery. The hobo cemetery is a section of the local evergreen cemetery in Britain. They've given us a area where we can bury the hobos that have caught the westbound in our community. We have a memorial service where we honor not only the hobos that are buried in the Brit Cemetery, but also the hobos that caught the westbound anywheres in the world, really, because some of them were actually World War II veterans. They never came home. So, and then we have a huge parade, and the highlight, of course, is the election of the king and queen. The king and queen are elected 
by the public really, there's of course there's a lot of hobos there, the whole hobo community is included in this. They gather around this little gazebo now that they give up to a two minute speech on to say why they should be king or queen. And then there's judges spread around the audience. There's six judges and they listen to the claps and they come in to the head judge and tell him or her who they think got the most claps and that person is the person that is elected king and queen. They're crowned with a blue robe and a red robe and their crown is a straw hat with a Folgers coffee can attached to the top and that's stored in the Hobo Museum and used every year. The Hobo Museum started in the late 1980s. A hobo historian, his name was George Horton, he walked into the local chamber of commerce, he had two boxes of hobo artifacts that he had been collecting and he put them on the desk of the Chamber of Commerce lady whose name was Willie Klein at the time and said uh, here you can have these you know I don't really have any place to keep this collection anymore so that generated the idea well why don't we start a hobo museum in Brit so back in 1974 a steam air hobo named Slow Motion Shorty had caught the westbound and he had left several thousand dollars with a nonprofit that was called the Hobo Foundation that was organized also by coincidence in 1974 by three hobos. So the money was just kept in the, you know, the bank account of the nonprofit for years. So then the city people and the hobos worked together. They found the chief theater, downtown Brit, that was empty and they used Slow Motion Shorty's donation to purchase it. So opened as a hobo museum. You're talking uh, 30 years ago now, somewhere around there. Since then, of course, all kinds of artifacts have come in because what happened over the years, especially a lot of people in Brit had these hobo collections that they'd have hobos sign things and sometimes hobo would give them gifts and stuff. And as they get older and older and for various reasons, they donate their stuff to the hobo museum. The hobos themselves donated stuff. Artifacts come in from all over the country, so it's grown to be a world-class museum now with thousands of hobo-connected items. We have a nice collection of paintings. There's two really neat paintings in there. Hobo Joe had those commissioned. They're hobo jungle scenes, and what's unique about them, he had himself painted into the picture, so in each jungle scene, you can find Hobo Joe, which is kind of unique. There's a nice collection of various walking sticks. There's a quilt that was hand embroidered by a hobo named Texas Madman. It's made of denim and he sewed the sayings and the various things on the patches with string. Can you imagine hand sewing a quilt together with string? I can't even imagine it. But he'd carry some patches in his little pack and little by little he'd make this and assemble it. And there's some photography, crafts done by the hobos. There's a knot collection in there, Frisco Jack. He hoboed and he was a merchant marine and he was an expert knot tire. He donated a collection of knots. It's a pretty unique place. It's the only hobo artifacts museum in America, in the whole world for that matter. So it's one of the most unique museums in anywheres that you could find because it's amassed quite a collection of items. I've been on the board of directors for the Hobo Museum since 1992. Today, there's a lot of steam air hobos still alive, but most of them, you know, are in their 90s or over 100 years old. The genuine classic steam air hobo, which is the history that we're trying to preserve in Brit. We had only one steam air hobo come to Brit this year. His name is Minnesota Jim. He's 94 years old. There's other hobos still alive from that generation, but they don't necessarily come to Brit. So what we have today coming to Brit, not counting Minnesota Jim, is mostly what I would call rail riders. We have a lot of younger generation coming in, they're riding 
trains from California to Minnesota and making their way to Britain and stuff. But I wouldn't call them a classic hobo anymore. The hobos that worked and wandered are pretty much gone. So today we have people that still ride trains. Some of them have been riding trains since the 70s. They're heavy duty rail riders. Still coming to the uh, hobo convention and uh, coming into the hobo jungle where we share a lot of stories and history. There's still a lot of us, you know, older people wandering around that are, are happy to talk about the hobos to anybody. There's a neat little restaurant in Brit called the Hobo House that has all kinds of hobo memorabilia on the walls and around the restaurant. So if people are interested in hobo history, the place to come is Brit, Iowa, and, and you can't do any better than that. <laughs> you just never know who's gonna be there, who's gonna show up. Like some people, you, they come back year after year. I've actually been to 31 consecutive hobo conventions myself. And there's still a handful of us, Redbird Express and my sister have been there 31 years consecutively. Minneapolis Jewel has been there 41 consecutive years this year. She's 10 years ahead of us. So there's some really old timers there. And the most fun is meeting your friends. A lot of times you see people there that you haven't seen all year. You see them once a year, they show up in Brit. Sometimes you'll meet a unique person and you'll spend you know, a lot of time talking to them or socializing with them and you'll never see them again. So I think it's probably the interactions with the various people that is the reason I keep going back to Brit personally. And of course my father's buried there, Connecticut Slim. We, I think we mostly go for each other to meet our friends and honor our dead. That's really the big reason the hobos go, to honor our dead. When we have our hobo service out at the cemetery, at the end of the service, we all walk around and touch all the stones with our walking sticks to show the people that have caught the westbound honor. So that's a tradition that we have that probably started, oh, 40 years ago. I just think that Britta's unique, wonderful small town in Iowa that honors these hobos since 1900, and it's worth a stop when anybody's passing through. And a great job on the storytelling by Madison. And a special thanks to Connecticut Shorty for sharing her passion with the American hobo with all of us. And we all learned something from that story. A, that it's a unique thing, the hobo. It's an American thing. Moreover, that there's a convention where people convene to talk about hobos. And we also learned that there are not many hobos left. And indeed, the hobo life is over in large part, though the heavy-duty rail riders, well, they still prevail all over this country, the people who just love hopping on a train. By the way, The Emperor of the North, a movie with Ernest Borgnine and Lee Marvin, is a classic story centered around hobo life and hobo jungles. The story of the Hobo Museum, here on Our American Stories. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. 
Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.